Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. Happy Friday. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, you're taking some of my update. I was going to mention Fred Cox. It's a shame. Very, very sorry to hear that ex-Vikings kicker and the inventor of Nerf football, Fred Cox, passes away at the age of 80. Was the ball you were talking about, Dane, the whistler, where you would chuck it in there and go, Wee! Yeah, we'd whistle. Yeah, yep. yeah. I used to yeah, have a couple of those myself. And then there was one that had, like, a tail on it yep. as well. There mm-hmm. was, you know, yep. they... Looked like a torpedo. They were a little smaller. Yeah, they they had them a little smaller, too, that you could just come along, man. Oh, yeah. My my dad used to show me the same thing. Anytime I go to the beach, I still have one. Oh, yeah. Of course. It's in the bag, dude. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, my my dad used to show me the same thing. Whistler and the Nerf balls. Man, it's it's a a shame. So... Uh, but Fred Cox uh, never missed a game in 15 seasons with the Vikings, 1963 to 1977. Yep. Man, he was an Iron Man. Uh, he finished his career with 1,365 points and led the Vikings in scoring for 11 straight seasons. So it's it's, it's, it's impressive and it's a shame. So uh, rest in peace to Fred Cox and anybody dealing um, with this. Guys, let's talk about some Thursday night football. The Texans taking down the Colts 20-17 to and taking essentially control of the AFC South for now. Deshaun Watson finishes with 298 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Carlos Hyde, 16 carries for 67 yards. DeAndre Hopkins had two touchdowns, 94 yards on six receptions. But Will Fuller, seven catches for 140 yards. Is this the best duo in wide receiver duo in football right now? I mean, because you guys are talking mm-hmm. about uh, with Antonio Brown possibly signing, they need a, a a second with Devontae Adams. They need a second receiver with Michael Thomas. I mean, yeah. Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins. That's that's amazing. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin might have something. Sure, to say. Godwin's a little tailed off a little bit lately, Love but that. Um, if you look, I mean, if you consider Travis Kelsey, you sure. know, then Hill and Kelsey, I'd be okay with. Sure. Um, and you know they've got three of them, but the trio for the Rams are pretty interesting. There as you well. go. If they could stay on the field and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we got Jacoby Brissett being held to 129 I think, um, yards. Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs would also have something to say. Slow about start that. to the season, but you're right. Diggs, Diggs but, uh, yeah, picked it up. There's some others. They definitely belong in the conversation. Sure, sure. absolutely. Uh, Jacoby Brissett held to 129 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jonathan Williams, what a game for him. 26 carries, 104 yards, and a score. Eric Ebron, the tight end, was the leading receiver for the Colts with 44 yards on four catches. Uh, looking ahead to Week 13, the Colts play the Titans in a very decisive game for the AFC South. And the Texans, they host the Patriots. Uh, so that'll be uh, quite a challenge. For... They're off the mini-buy, though. We'll see. Here we go. We'll see what happens. Mini-buy for the Texans. Uh, you mentioned it before the break, guys. Miles Garrett, uh, his suspension was upheld. And Marquise Pouncey was now uh, two-game suspension. Garrett eventually got fined $45,623 and Pouncey $35,096. And you guys were talking about it. Garrett appealed, alleging that Rudolph stated uh, a racial slur and, and just prior to the brawl and Rudolph denying it. Now, let me just ask you guys this question. With that allegation, you know, you guys saying, why are you opening the can of worms? Why are you saying things like that when obviously, well, I won't say obviously because we obviously don't know what happened. Does that add to his punishment? Is that going to add to the suspension length? Oh, like if a woman makes a false claim yeah, of, uh, of like, 100%. Charged, 100%. Like no. filing a false police report, something like that. Um, it's it's a yeah, same, similar situation. It, like how do you prove it? You can't, right. You can't prove he was That's, lying uh, either. And he knows that. And he knows that. 
Yeah, but I mean, it, it, you're right. It's a similar situation as if someone, as he said, she said, you know, we don't know what right. happened. Well, but he should have been screaming it from the Raptors in 100%. the locker room as soon as from that the start. game was over. He should have, he should have been blasting it, but he didn't. So, that night, when there were microphones in front of his face, yep. he could have, if this was the way he felt, if this is mm-hmm. what happened, and it's not something manufactured post-production, right? That's if, correct. Then what he should have been like is, you know, it's not an excuse. I went over the line. I blacked out. Sure. But this is what happened that triggered me. And it's not an excuse. It's just it's just how I reacted at the time. And Pretty I apologize. Pretty much what he's saying now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. If he said you know? that a week ago, then we could debate. Then the debate would be like, did that warrant what he did in response? And the world right. would probably still say no, but it would be out there then. Now mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like he's making some contrived yeah. thing up. but. We don't know. We don't know, exactly. So we'll see what happens, how long this indefinite suspension for Miles Garrett continues. Guys, uh, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey has officially reached the Madden 99 club. He's on pace to break Chris Johnson's single-season record for total yards from scrimmage. That's 2,509 yards set in 2009. He currently has 1,578 yards, uh, 1,059 rushing yards, and 517 receiving yards. He's only the sixth running back ever to reach the 99 club. Joins Chris Johnson, Barry Sanders, Marshall Falk, Adrian Peterson, and LaDainian Tomlinson. That's quite a list right there. Um, but it's, it's crazy because all these numbers, and he's still not in the conversation for MVP. It's all quarter. Well, he is in the conversation, but it's all quarterbacks. We all know it's going to be a quarterback. Uh, and I think that's a little shameful. It should be... You know, they, I know it's not going to be the running back, but I mean, this is insane. The guy's a beast. They scored three points last week. Yeah. You know, well, the Panthers you know. scored three points, and he scored thirty fantasy points. So yeah. it's insane. <laughs> um, but then we'll see what happens. Uh, we got college football tonight. We got college basketball, mm-hmm. NBA, NFL football this weekend. A full slate of action to bet on, and we're going to send it back to Dane and Joe, helping you make it rain and win some cash this weekend. Listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Hour two on this Friday edition of Make It Rain on the Grid, sportsgrid.com. Welcoming those of you from Pluto TV, Channel 517, that might have just uh, found us, came across us. Welcome in. Our job is to make it a profitable weekend for you. We will do that just like we did last night, telling you to take, oh, I don't know, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech uh, winning that game last night. It was a hell of a game, hell of a furious comeback by the uh, the North Carolina State there. 28-26 was the final. Two-point conversion uh, was attempted, did not able to get it. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech was able to run the clock out. They win the game. Uh, good win for a program that is really first year. Jeff Collins uh, turning that program around. And uh, I think Georgia Tech, the future of Georgia Tech looks pretty good there, especially with a whole bunch of triple option kids and uh, turning to a pro style offense. They were able to take care of business last night at home over North Carolina State. Just pitiful for uh, Dave Dorn and company there in uh, North Carolina State. Yeah. But 28-26 total goes over. But remember, and, and this was funny, Dan, because when we talked about this, Georgia Tech was a favorite. And then throughout the day, Oh, boy, here came the North Carolina State money going out oh, the, the book. They must be out of their mind, the book. North Carolina State's got they got four wins. What are you talking about? Georgia Tech's got two. 
Well, that game went off. Georgia Tech was a two and a half, uh, two and a half point dog by the time that game went off. So congratulations to them. They won the game. They covered. And of course, last night, another cover for a dog, a road dog, a divisional road dog. All of those things, folks. Keep this in mind. All cash. They've been cashing all year long, over 60%. And Dane, at what point do you go, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of arguing. I'm tired of arguing. If it's a road dog, if it's less than six points, if it's a divisional road dog, wouldn't you know it, Dane? There's actually a couple of those games on the card. Yeah, I was going to say, let's test the theory. Yeah, let's test we're the going, theory. I see a couple we're of them. We're going to do it. Yep, we are going right. to do it. We're going to break So that means you games. like Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Bucks this week? I'm telling you, there's, well, there's one, two, four, I believe. Right. And we got look ahead lines, too, guys, for the right. uh, uh, for the Thanksgiving Turkey Day games, which is important so you to like know, the depending on the what Bucks happens on Sunday, those lines are going to be affected. We'll break it down sure. for you. Final hour. Let's make it rain. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let's uh, let's dive into some of these uh, games this weekend here, and it is a uh, big weekend because there are a bunch of uh, divisional matchups here in the NFL. Weeks 11 through 17 since 2003, guys, it has been extremely profitable to keep an eye on those divisional matchups because they're never as high scoring as you think they are. They are never um, second time around quite... Uh, Quite what they were the first time around. In fact, divisional unders, weeks 11 through 17, 377 and 298. That is good for a 56% winning percentage since 2003. So that gives us, and by the way, if the total is 45 points or higher, we'll break it down for you even better. 45 points or higher in these divisional matchups from now until the end of the season. The unders, 164 and 96, 63%, guys. I'll take that. That is a winning formula when you talk about we hear people talk trends it's a, that is a winning formula that is exactly why you should know that information and look at some of these games Dane this weekend you mentioned it uh the Buccaneers well wouldn't you know it Falcons Bucks the d- total 51 and a half this is a classic case of yeah guys um look at the under because there is no way in the world according to History tells us a 63% chance that this goes under, Dane, in this matchup here uh, with the Falcons and Bucks. And can I tell you, would not at all surprise me if they came out and this game only went, uh, you know, 24-20, something along those lines. This is, uh, that's one of the, how about Saints-Panthers? Also, under 47. Something to look at there between those two teams. And we know the Saints on the road, not really as powerful as we've seen them uh, at home. Bengals Steelers, I want to throw up even talking about it. But again, maybe a little high, Dane. And it's what, 38, 38 and a half? 38 and a half. 38 and a half. And Titans Jags, 41 and a half. So these are the types of things, guys, this weekend with some of these games as you dive in. Keep it, you'll, 
look at the sides, of course, and we'll do that. But at the same time, keep in mind, 63% under if you can get any game divisional matchup that's uh, 45 points or higher. And there's a couple of them uh, this weekend, Dane. And we'll start. Let's go Saints-Panthers here, Dane. I I don't know what to make of the the Panthers are kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. Like, what do you, what do you do? You're not really good enough. It seems you're kind of middle of the road, 500 team at best. Um, but you here, you have a chance to really take it to your divisional foes. Um, where do you go here? Do you trust Kyle Allen? You made this whole big thing that you're not bringing back Cam Newton. Now, all of a sudden, Maybe Cam Newton after one game is back in the picture. Like, I don't think the fans or anybody else can figure out exactly what it is that they want. Do you still think there's hope for Kyle Allen? Is he still the future of this team? Do you think anyway? I do not think Kyle Allen or Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers for week one of 2020. Not on the team? That's right. Yep. That's right. I don't think either one of them is. I think, you know, and I'm, I'm spitballing a little bit here, but I sure. think what they have, what will happen at the beginning of 2020 is they'll have like, maybe they love the draft pick, Will Greer, right, from last okay. year. And it'll be like they're priming him and like Marcus Mariota is their quarterback. Right. Something like yep. that. I think this, the, 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 the streak of Kyle Allen, what that did for this franchise was give them an opportunity to move on from Cam Newton, which is something they sort of knew they needed to do. The hot streak of Kyle Allen allowed them, gave them cover to do that. However, I believe much like, say, Gardner Minshew, much like I also believe in Brandon Allen, I think sometimes these things, these guys are going to become a pumpkin Eventually, we talk about backup quarterbacks and they're good to hold you down for a stretch, right? This is now becoming a little bit longer than a stretch for Kyle Allen. And I think people are going to start to see his warts. I think a defense like the Saints will be able to expose them. We know New Orleans will be able to score. The only concern I have is it looks like Lattimore is going to be out for the Saints. And he's one of the best defensive backs on football, right? So DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel may be able to eat a little bit better because, listen, I'll attack Eli Apple. But you're asking me a question about trust in Kyle Allen. No, my trust and faith in Kyle Allen is waning. And I think neither him nor Cam will be the starter in Carolina come next year. It's uh, opened up with four consecutive wins, guys. Kyle Allen did in September and October. Since then, he's had three touchdown passes, nine interceptions in his last four games, averaging just 6.3 yards per pass. Now, the Panthers... One of the faster paced teams in the NFL offensively, Dane, but I don't see them I don't see them doing that here. I, I think their best chance against obviously it's Christian McCarr, who's healthy <laughs> and company is let's slow this down a little bit here. I think mm-hmm. that's what you're going to see. And I think uh, listen, the Saints aren't a fast up tempo team either. They are 29th in offensive pace with a fully healthy Kamara uh getting yep. touches and more and more touches. They, too, are somebody that is in absolutely no rush to be able to hand the ball back. Their defense is good. This is why this is another one of those divisional matchups. They have not played each other. Their second game is in week 17. I think it ends with with them. But, again, you're not talking about teams that don't know one another. They've got 11 weeks of film on one another. 
So that number at 47, that's that's a that's a juicy number to me, man. This has got underwritten all over it. Yeah, it's 46 and a half right now on FanDuel, but I agree. Joe, it is Friday. We'll make our official picks later. But these NFC South unders, are you liking both of these? These uh, The Atlanta 51 and a half, the New Orleans 46 and a half? Yeah, I got to tell you, I, over 45 points, right? So we know that to be right, uh, we know that to be written in stone, right? So yep. now the question remains, and both games are similar from the standpoint of there's questions about one quarterback yeah. in that game, right? There's, yeah. there's big questions around them. And yep. the Falcons, a lot of people thought that maybe uh, you caught lightning in a bottle there for, uh, for the first, you know, after the bye well, they came back and backed it up. And I think more yeah, importantly, that defense backed it up. So and to be honest, two divisional matchups, right? They yes. put they held the Saints to nine. They held the Panthers to three. They like mm-hmm. the Panthers only converted two of 14 first down, uh, third down conversions last week. Right. And now you bring Jameis and his mistake prone ass into town. Sure. Same. Same thing applies here, guys, from that standpoint of they know each other. They know each other very, very, very well. And this game opened up, Dane. Look at that number. It opened up 54 and a half. It's already down to 51, 51 and a half. half. So it's while, yes, are they capable of lighting it up? We know Tampa's defense, great against the run, awful against the pass, right? So we we know that to be a fact. But I got to tell you, this is you can't look at this Falcons team in the same light that we did. For the first nine weeks, this is, I mean, dare I say it, this is exactly the team we thought we I were know. going to get. Right? I, I mean, it started in September. I'd have a couple of tickets that would look real good right now if the damn Falcons <laughs> looked like this. But a big change yep. for them, Joe, Raheem Morris, okay? Yes. He's a coach, used to be the head coach of the Bucks. This is a yep. defensive mind, guys. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He was the wide receiver coach. I don't he know what was going on there. He the wide no receiver idea. coach to the DB coach. No no I idea. don't think I don't think Julio Jones needed your coaching, bro. Right? The defense might have though, and they're responding in kind. I actually like them, Joe, as a DFS defense, as a streaming mm. defense. They're improving. Jameis Winston has what 19 interceptions on the season. That's yep. a nice little combo for me, and I like the yep. way it plays out in the under too, Joe. I'm gonna hit submit over the break. Yeah, listen, Falcons at um, you know Falcons are gonna be home. And both of those games are important, Dane, from the standpoint. The Bucks and Falcons, right? And yeah. the Saints in Carolina. Sure. These are two very important games from the standpoint, guys. Of You got to watch those games very, very closely because two of those teams are also going to be on Thanksgiving. And so the look-ahead lines for these games, guys, keep in mind, you've got um, – you're going to have Atlanta – taking on the um, the Saints. The Saints. You're going to have it's round two of, don't forget, they were the ones that got their asses handed to them uh, coming up after uh, after that bye week just a couple weeks yeah. ago. So we'll give you the look-ahead lines, and we'll tell you why it's so important to watch what happens in this game this weekend with the Bucks because it's going to have a big influence on what happens on Thursday from the market standpoint. We'll break those games down coming up. On the grid, sportsgrid.com. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Subscribe YouTube, Sports Grid Network. Hit that little bell in the upper right-hand corner. Get notified every time we go live. And, of course, all the fantasy and sports wagering information you need all the time can be found. Sports Grid Network on YouTube and, of course, on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. Welcome in our friends from Pluto TV, Channel 517. As we get you ready for, uh, we get you ready for the weekend here and... The ability to make it rain. And we uh, we were talking, Dane and I, about the the games this Sunday, but more importantly, how they are going to affect and give betters an edge coming up on Thanksgiving, Thursday, right around the corner. And we've told you all morning long about how the, uh, the numbers don't lie. And certainly those primetime games, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, have certainly been a cash boon for under betters and uh, taking advantage of that situation because the football is ugly. Uh, these guys are, it's just hard for them, man. It's very, especially later in the season now <laughs> where you're already dealing with, you're dealing with injuries, but it, they're divisional games. These teams know each other better than anybody. Yep. So you're not, there's no, uh, oh, look at what I got up my sleeve. Right. Nah, the tendencies I got 11 weeks of film on you. I know what Absolutely. you got up your sleeve. So, and it's important because we just told you Sunday you've got Bucks Saints, right? Which is going to be uh, we're looking at the under there, and Bucks, you've Falcons, got the Fal- Panther Saints. Oh, uh, Panther, right? Panther Saints, and then you got the Falcons uh, and the Bucks. And the reason that's important is because on Sunday night, and how good you know sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good here, Dane. And the schedulers in the NFL, could you imagine the Falcons right now come in on fire, and if they win this game this weekend, right? Think about that. They were the 820 game scheduled Saints Falcons. Now, everyone thought the Falcons were going to be in this. They This might be a battle for first place. Who the hell knew that the Saints were going to be just as terrible as they are? I mean, the Falcons as bad as they are, but they've lucked out because now they're good. This is also a revenge game now. So because the Saints got waxed a couple of weeks ago at home by the Falcons. Now they're going to have their second game in uh, in less than a month. The line opened up, and the look-ahead line right now is New Orleans four and a half. Depending on what happens, Dan, in these games, in other words, if uh, let's say the Saints, uh, you know, squeak one out or they don't blow them out or the Falcons blow, this line is going to move, right? I mean, this is the look-ahead four and a half. Sure. A lot of what happens on Sunday is going to determine where the value lies here on which one of these teams. If the Falcons you know, barely squeak out or lose, and the Saints win. Right. You know where this line is going. So it's important to understand what's the look ahead and what can we expect if both of these teams win. Will it stay the same then, or will it move up? I think the Bills and the and the Cowboys are the same situation. Bill going to Dallas. What happens if Dallas, Dane, wins Eat this game in, uh, in Foxborough, right? They're yeah. already a look ahead of minus seven. You know it yeah. goes to... Yeah, you Absolutely. know what happens. The public gets involved, and that's a double-digit line right there. 
It would be. Yes. And, and here's the other thing I'll say. Um, shop around, Joe. Because at FanDuel, Saints-Falcons next week is five and a half. And right now, Bills-Cowboys over Thanksgiving dinner is not seven. It's seven and a half. So if you like there that you go. hook, go mm-hmm. get it now. But you're right. Obviously, you know, if, if Dallas can, can take out New England, then they and the power ratings and all that look like a much better team. I can see that being double digits. Similarly, what if the Bills lay an egg against Denver in a game mm-hmm. that people think they should win? You know, yep. like it can go both ways, right? It can go one of these teams looking strong or it could go the way of another team defecating the mattress. For example, yep. in Atlanta, Atlanta's hot right now, right? They've won two mm-hmm. in a row. People are like, oh, maybe they've turned a corner after the bye, right? But if Tampa comes in and dump trucks them, then it's going to yep. be like, oh, that was just a little hot streak. Let's let's regress them back to what yep. we thought they were, right? And then that changes. The, same, the Falcons won't be getting five and a half. That may go over the key number of seven. You know, yep. so you got to anticipate it, but be ready for the implications, Joe, for sure. Yep. yep. Bills, too. I mean, listen, Bills uh, can't afford if the Bills and the Cowboys come into both winning on Sunday. Uh, this line is going to hit double digits because once again, right. these are three standalone games where the, you know, the public has got nothing else to bet on on Thanksgiving. But these games, which means you're going to get overvalued and undervalued opportunities on the board, including the very first game. I mean, it's the worst game on the board. Bears and Lions, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. What if Trubisky sucks again? I don't know who it's going to be, though. I don't know it's going to be Trubisky. I don't know if he's playing. I don't know if Stafford's playing. We don't even know who the hell the quarterback's going to be yet for these two teams, which is even, I mean, right now, I'm showing minus one for Detroit at home. But Trubisky, if that hip still hurt, uh, okay, so now you got Chase Daniel. And then if not, you got Driscoll. Um, I, who knows? You, you just don't know. It's the worst game of the day, but you know what's going to happen here. It's the starting of the thing. This line is one of these teams, Dan, is going to get so blown up depending on what they do this weekend. If if Chicago shows up and and lights somebody and lights them up and Detroit lose, there's going to be value all over the card on Thursday depending on what happens here. So, unfortunately... But not unfortunately. This is actually one I would get now, Joe. I would take who, you, who do you like? I would take Detroit now. Okay. I would take Detroit now, and I'm staring at one and a half, Joe. Because, okay. old, honestly, Detroit has Washington this week. Okay? Right. I think they get past Washington. You know, so that just makes them look better. Right? And, quite frankly, I, if it's Chase Daniel, I think that makes the Bears better, Joe. So You're not the way it plays out, I actually think that Detroit will look better. Chicago will – like the public will think it's worse. I think this number that's right now minus one and a half for Detroit, I think it will be a bigger number come Thanksgiving because Detroit will look better. Chicago will look worse, and I'm worried that it could get to three. I'd rather – if I like Detroit and I do at home on Thanksgiving, I'll take them now as opposed to waiting for what I think might be a larger number to fade. Well, Detroit is a three. Uh, how many? Uh, what are they laying there against Washington on the road? What is the? Uh, what are you showing Washington for the line for this Sunday? Uh, minus three and a half on the road. All right, so they're a three and a half point favorite on the road to Washington. Let's say they win, and the Chicago Bears are at home laying what? Five or six? Six on the, to the Giants. Six to the Giants. So let's say all things being equal, both of these teams win. They win rather easily. Okay. 
Does the line change, do you think, in your opinion? Do you think it goes up or, I mean... they both win? No. If they both win, unless something happens with Trubisky's status, no. Right. No. But that's not what I think happens. That's the thing. I think Detroit wins, but I don't know about Chicago. I don't know that Chicago gets past the Giants with what they have right now on offense. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm taking the Giants plus the six, but I, I... I, I don't think it's a fait accompli that, that Chicago just gets past them. I would say that with Detroit. I don't right. know about that with Chicago, Joe. Well, it's interesting because then by your theory, what you want, you want Chicago, you want Chicago to win and you want Detroit to lose. Because yes, if that happens, I, right. yes. Then, I then, want it to I move mean, so you in the want way, it to right. move in the other direction because you're Detroit. convinced yes. Detroit's are and that's good because you've are in your mind, Detroit's winning this game regardless, which a is win. a great yeah. position to be in. So then, yeah. you know what? Hope, hope for like a last-second safety or something like Detroit. Just lose. Sure. Lose by a couple I of points. I want Detroit to look bad this week. Yes. <laughs> and I want Chicago to look good this yep. week. Right. Exactly. Unfortunately, that's not what I think is going to happen, Joe. Right, I think right. Detroit's going to look fine against Washington because they're blunt guts trash. And I think right. Chicago is still figuring out because Trubisky has his hip or, I mean, his ego or whatever it is that's right. bruised. Right? So I think you're right. That would be what makes – the odds and the numbers move in my favor, making it more appealing for me. Yes. Unfortunately, I think it's the other way. I don't think that's going to happen. So what I'm recommending to the degenerates out there is get it now, right? Because if, if, if what happens for me in week 12, I believe will ultimately make the number less appealing. So if that's the case, get it now. And this is also, it's important to understand, because many of you, you wouldn't bet a game ahead of time until you see the results of the game that's coming up on Sunday. And how many of you can honestly say that if you watch the Redskins beat Detroit, that you'd have any confidence at all that they'd go in and take on that defense and win the game? And the truth is... You wouldn't. And that's, you know, that's okay because that's what recreational betters, that's what the books, that's how the books win, guys. The books win because they they say, you're going to watch this Detroit team lose right against Washington on the road. And then there is no, in no way you can move mountains. You are not betting them on Thanksgiving. No way would you do it, but that's okay because that's how you make money. That's how you manipulate the markets. That's how you understand. If you're convinced I got the better team regardless here in a couple of days, then really the outcome of what happens this week, barring any injuries, it shouldn't affect you one way or the other. But many of you do that. Watch the game, see what the outcome is, and see if you have the same opinion on Sunday night as you do right now. Called bias. Yes, it's right. (laughs) And I want to and recognize what it is because if you go, oh, I can't. I can't bet these guys. Don't do it. We've identified it for you. Don't fall in the trap. That's right. Don't do it, guys. It happens all the damn time. Don't do it. And the Chicago game, I think, is very is interesting because Nagy keeps telling us he's the starter, right? Trubisky's going to be our guy when he's healthy. When he's uh, healthy. All right. He's got a hip. Well, if he's got a hip problem, that means we're getting Chase Daniel. And to your point, they might just be a little bit better with Chase Daniel at they home might. taking on a Giants team that... They might be, <laughs> yes. Well, Trubisky was practicing in full, though, they said. Right. Now, where is so, Stafford in this, though? No, Stafford's gone. He's good. He's definitely going to be gone. All they right. said so he's it, yeah, like, they're talking about, like, considering if it's the end of the season, if season, it's I.O. Okay. 
So if they're even having that conversation, right, right, then you know it's more than just the next week or two. They're already talking about that. So yeah. then, right, exactly. You guys are already, they're already at that point letting you know Driscoll. Right. And they did, listen, I mean, have you seen anything from Driscoll that makes you solid no. backup? I mean, solid right. backup. Just like I'm saying about Minshew and just like I'm saying about Kyle Allen, as you add more and more tape, you know. Right. We'll this is an interesting, this weekend is going to be interesting for them. Yep. Because Washington, their biggest strength is their defense, guys. So let's see on the road how he does on the road in this spot. Pork fried guys, baby. See some pork fried guys. Coming after you. He's coming after you. All right, I'm making rain. Plays of the weekend coming up next here on the grid. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. for the weekend exciting stuff just a week away gobble gobble people it is coming hey. thanksgiving so uh not only do we have a big uh, a big slate of games in college football there on saturday but of course uh sunday in the nfl is going to be well it's going to go a long way in trying to get hopefully those middle of the road teams those uh those ones that are right on the line um, they'll start to separate themselves, and I think it'll happen uh, this weekend with a few of them, including, I think, the Tennessee Titans, Dane, and we'll uh, we'll quickly right. run through these games here, and we'll, uh, we'll give you some of our thoughts on it. Titans opened up as a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Total is 41-and-a-half. This is another one of those divisional matchups we talked about, how weeks 11 through 17, they tend to be unders. Why? Right. These teams know each other. It's a it's week uh you know it's week twelve injuries. There's not a whole lot that new that you can come up with. Teams have tape, so it makes sense. This one is forty one and a half. It's a four o'clock start here, Dane. Um, I think the Titans are probably a little bit more healthy. Me, I think Corey Davis. Um, mm-hmm. they're coming off the bye. Corey Davis right. is supposed to be better now, so they've gotten uh actually Jarrell Casey uh, on the defense. He was a big part of that. I think it did them some good to uh, to to get away here. So you're going to have the Titans run defense versus the Jags run offense, right? I mean, that's really what this is going to come down to, Dane. Who do you trust more? Do you trust that Titans defense to stop Fournette and company? Or do you think, and he didn't look good, all right? He looked rusty to me, but do you think that Nick Foles has got enough to be able to get it going. And then what do you do with Derrick Henry? Because the, you know, the Jacksonville showed they can't stop anybody on a run. Yeah, that's true. Henry will eat. I think that'll be fine. You plug yeah. and play Derrick Henry. I want to talk about Fournette though, Joe, I think, listen, one of the things we heard coming out of that last uh, game was uh, Marone came out and said, that's on me. We've got to get Leonard the ball more. I think it was right. eight 
carries for like 20-something yards. You know, he defecated the mattress, Joe. And uh, I know because I have shares of him in fantasy. I think they are going to feed Leonard Fournette. And the Titans' run defense is middle of the road. It started really good and has regressed a little bit throughout the season. I think this is a heavy dose of Leonard Fournette. And this fits the uh, road divisional dogs that you've been talking about. The Jags are three-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm going to lean Jacksonville. I think they pound the rock a lot in this one. I think it's the Jaguars that are exotic smash mouth. And I take prop bets on Leonard Fournette this week. This is, mark it down, take the under in this matchup. This is definitely one of these games at 41 and a half. This is going to be a battle of the offensive lines. Yeah. This is going to be the Jags 16, love to control the clock kind of game. <laughs> yeah, this is the Jags love to control the clock on the road. They're definitely sure. going to want to control the clock in this one on the road. And here's what you need to know. Uh, we've got the totals gone over in four of Jacksonville's last five against divisional opponents. Number one, it's also um, it's also gone under three of the past four meetings between these two. There is nothing about these offenses that says, uh oh, Tannehill and uh, Falls are going to throw. No, the under is definitely the play here. Love the under in this game. It fits every trend that we know into mankind, Dane, for now. And knowing these two teams, expect Fournette and Derrick Henry. This is going to be a heavyweight fight with those two guys. It's It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, one of those games on the card where Titans, now's the time. If you're going to make the push like they did last year, now is the time to make it happen. And one of the other uh, interesting games in the NFC, another team kind of on that cusp, right? What are you going to do, Philadelphia Eagles? What are you going to do? Taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle coming off that bye, traveling out west. So, you know, they didn't play last week. So that whole, you know, maybe they're a little tired. Eh, They they had a week off. So they're good to go. They're going to fly in in a Philadelphia team, Dane, that quite honestly, you can't afford to lose any more ground to the Dallas Cowboys. And the only way you're making a playoff is by winning that division. So right. Philly is right now still a favorite in this, although it's, it seems like it's almost a pick here. Total is 48 in this game. What do you like? This is a tough one for me, Joe. Is, this really is. Because I sort of am an Eagles believer. I sort of think the Eagles will be the NFC's champion. But, like, Russell Wilson is going to make enough plays, I believe. And that Philly pass defense, I know it's getting a little bit better, but – if you tell me what I trust, like, what do I trust mm-hmm. the most in this game? It's Russell Wilson. Okay, Carson Wentz has had some back and forth, whatever. I've been talking about the value of Jordan Howard to that offense. We don't know if he's going to be back necessarily. So without that, I default to what I trust. And I trust my pick for most valuable player in the league. I like Russell Wilson. I will... Um... This is another one of those uh, fade the trendy dogs for me, Dane. Yeah. You've got, and I want to remind people last year, the Eagles at this point last year were four and six. You know and what then the they Eagles went on their did? Run. Yeah. They made the playoffs. All right. This is a team that's filled with experience. Um, this is a team that's going to be at home. I do think Seattle is a tad overrated, especially on that defense. You know, Maybe. this is a team that got lit up by Matt Schaub for 400 yards, guys, in the secondary. I do think there's going to be opportunities. The public loves Seattle in this spot. I'm not ready to write off the Eagles just yet. I do think that they'll figure out a way to get this done. They know they have to get it done. So I got no problem buying low on the Eagles and selling high on the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. 
fine. You know, like I said, I, I, I like Philly also. Do you feel strongly about this game? Is this a play or is this a lean, Joe? Uh, no, I, I, it's what did it for me is the overwhelming support for Seattle at this point okay. from the, it's just, it's another one of those trendy dog it's situations here where, see, oh, Seattle's getting points. Oh no. Yeah. Nah, I'm not buying it, man. I, I do think so, Philadelphia is got, I don't know. I don't know that I feel strongly enough. There's other places on the card that I feel stronger than this right. one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's a, again, big game for Philadelphia, Seattle. Yeah. Probably still making the playoffs if we're being it's realistic, but this is a must win. Yeah, must win there. Uh, also, Buffalo uh, taking on Denver in Buffalo. Denver, everyone who sleeps on Denver gets burned. So uh, it just the way it is this year. They haven't won a lot of games, but they haven't been blown out in games. In fact, Denver's 4-0 against the number in November, guys. So yeah. these uh, these guys... They don't win, but that defense shows up, and this kid has been playing actually pretty well. So uh, it's a number. It's what are they getting? Four, four and a half right now in Buffalo? Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. So it's coming down a little bit there. So what do you like in this game? Call me public, Joe. Just like we were talking about Kyle Allen a little bit. I don't know. Like, when does Brandon Allen turn into a pumpkin? Maybe on the road against the best defense he's seen so far? Mm-hmm. That's the way I'm going to go. Listen, I, yep. I hear you. Denver hangs in, and I don't know that Buffalo is going to score enough points anyway. I, I get all of that. I think the predominant factor here will be Brandon Allen turning into a pumpkin on the road against the good defense. This is, guys, this is under if I've ever seen it. So grab the oh, number yeah. now because it ain't going to go up anytime soon. You're talking about a Denver team. That defense is going to push around that offense of the Buffalo Bills. Make no mistake about it. The Bills will make some play. You know, they'll they'll have enough in the tank to win this game. But the total has gone under in 13 of Denver's 15 games against opponents in the AFC. Um, I don't see a whole lot of scoring. What is it, 37, 37 and a half in this one? I mean, how the hell are they going to get to 40? I mean, these two defenses is going to be absolutely Absolutely crazy, which brings us uh, to another AFC rivalry. How about the Oakland Raiders taking on the New York Jets? couple of games in here. I know a couple of plays in this game. I know you love here, Dane. Oakland yeah. coming out to MetLife there. They're going to be going to be back there. The Jets are terrible. Adam Gase coming off of two straight wins here. Oakland, another victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in Oakland, but they're back on the road. Two and a half point favorite here, Oakland. What do you like? Uh, we've talked about this one all week, Joe. This is one of our bigger plays of the week, and it is yep. still at three at FanDuel. Perfect. So run to the damn window, people. Uh, we like the Jets. We like the Jets yep. in this one, West Coast to East Coast. I think the Raiders are starting to feel themselves, think themselves, or, you know, everyone's talking about Gruden and how this team is doing so much and being good. I, do, you know, maybe. But what I think the predominant thing is here, the Jets are the best run defense in the league, Joe. Um, and so Josh Jacobs ran wild against Cincy last week. It ain't going to look like that this week. And I believe that Sam Darnold is coming into his own finally over the mono and they've looked a little bit better. Give me the jets plus three points. Here's what you need to know, guys. Oakland allowing 31.75 points per game on the road this season. Take the over, take it now. There are going to be nothing but points scored in this game. It'll be one of the higher scoring games on the card this weekend. All right, Dane, let's go, man. It's time to rattle off your uh, your sure. three favorite plays here, man. What are you starting with? 
You've covered them. Give me the Jets plus the three. I'm taking that one. We've talked about it all week. It fits all mm-hmm. these narratives to me. I ain't got to say anymore. Give me the Jets plus three. We just talked about it. Great. Very good. Do we have the uh, do we have the pits uh, plays here? Uh, yes, we do. We okay. do. And by the way, Bona is still ahead of both of us, by the way, Joe. No, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to say the records out loud because, you know. Way you to go. Know. I Joe. have not done I'm... well the last couple of weeks, though. Uh, Bavona is on the Dallas New England under he's on the Dolphins uh, ATS and he's on the Falcons ATS I'm on the Jets plus the number I'm on this Atlanta Tampa under like we talked about under the 51 and a half and we also talked about the Bills game I think Brandon Allen this I think this is the week Brandon Allen lays the stinker so those are my Jets Bills ATS and Falcons Bucks under all right, give me um, – all right, so you went Falcons, Bucks, under. So I'm going to go uh, – that's a good question. I'm going to go Jets over. I am okay. going to go the under in Tennessee and Jacksonville. Okay. And I am going to uh, keep it with what we talked about. If it ain't broke, do not fix it. I will take the other divisional under there with the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Atlanta Falcons. I'll take the under in that one. And I do think that the dog of the weekend getting six, six and a half points is going to be the New York Giants. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Chicago is going to do it. Hey, and Joe, I know we only got a minute. I told you. And I know he's listening right now. Frank Stanfield, one of our BFFs. Joe, right. I'm in like 10 leagues, right? I'm in like 10 different leagues. And, you know, I get in there for work and we talk stuff in the pit. We're like, oh, would you start this guy? What would you do? And in one of my mm-hmm. leagues, I had a choice between T.Y. Hilton and I was mm-hmm. going to consider putting in James Washington this week, you know, with Pittsburgh, whatever. Yep. I didn't know if I wanted to run out T.Y. right away. And I talked to Frank Stanfill, and he's like, yo, T.Y. kills the Texans. You got to put in T.Y. I'm running out T.Y. I was like, cool. I made a change, and I put T.Y. Hilton in my starting lineup. He lays an egg, right, three catches, 18 yards, whatever. I'm in so many leagues, I don't pay attention to who I'm playing right. and all that stuff. In this flex league of experts where I'm like 7-4 and four and in the playoffs – Right. Frank told me to make that switch. I do. He drops like not a lot of points for me. Who do you think I'm playing in that league this week, Joe? Oh, no. Come on. I'm playing Frank Stamfel. Uh, I'm playing Frank Stamfel. I'm in like, you know, third or fourth place in the playoffs. He's one game out of the playoffs. And he told me to put T.Y. Hilton in and he lays a damn egg. Hey, Frank, if I lose this game to you this week and I miss the playoffs in the flex league, I'm coming for your ass, Frank. Yeah. And I know you hear me, brother man. Oh, Stample. Like he's Stample. You're my brother. best friend forever. Kudos. Way to go, Stample. Very nice. You put you put the bug in the ear, dude. Very well done. Very well done. Stample. Look at that. Ah, that's a listen. He's one his shit. He knows what he's doing, man. He's no fool. He's no fool. He better be on the Jets this week, and though. You better be on the Jets, Frank. I don't want to hear it. We'll be back Sunday, by the way. Pro Football Today. Join us here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Back Monday to break it all down. Enjoy, guys. Good luck. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount.
miss me. Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't you know, it's funny. You look ahead as to what we've got going on this weekend. Titans got a big game um, yep. in, in there. The, the the AFC itself is all of a sudden starting to go, hmm. Um, Buffalo's got a big game. You know, all these teams that we thought were going to be those, you know, that middle pack, that underneath, who was going to emerge. Yeah. Well, here we are in week 12, Dan. I mean, you between the Bills, between the Titans, now the Colts, you throw them in the mix here. Uh, you, you know, Pittsburgh or or Cleveland, whoever it is that you want to pick from. This is every one of these games from here Oakland. on out is it's kind of nip and tuck, man, trying to, which I also think is another reason why definitely keep an eye on the unders as the weather gets worse. Everyone gets tighter. I mean, these guys know how much these games mean. It's it, the AFC is really starting to get. It's going to be, I think, coming down to, you know, week 16, 17, Dane, to figure out who the hell is going in. I think it's a little bit easier in the NFC. I think the AFC is a little more convoluted. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Like, I can tell you, I am confident that I can tell you five and a half of the six NFC playoff teams. If you let me say NFC East division champ, (laughs) you know, I can tell you this. I can tell you the NFC teams. I can tell you the NFC teams right now. The AFC teams, you're right. You know, between, like we said, Oakland, Buffalo, two teams in the AFC South, you know, that that played last night. Uh, Maybe a Cleveland or a Pittsburgh hangs around, right? Yeah, there are a lot of uh, still a wide range of outcomes still in the AFC. However, Joe, and you're right, like there's ways to make money off of it, and that's what we do here, make it rain. However, what I would say is what that also speaks to, in my opinion, Joe, is that the competition, the NFC teams are actually better. Um, I think the top of the NFC is actually better because this middle group of the AFC, I don't see these teams as real contenders to uh, New England, Baltimore, Kansas City. Whereas in the NFC, remember I said I can name five and a half of the playoff teams, uh, I, I can understand the case for like four NFC teams to win the conference. You know, in the AFC, I think the middle group is a little more convoluted, but I think the top is pretty clear. Well, it's going to get even crazier, too, because uh, we just found out and we've been talking. Of course, he, his name comes popping up. But Antonio Brown, you're getting conflicting mm-hmm. reports now where. Antonio Brown was apologized. He already met with the NFL. The ruling is supposed to probably come down at 4.30, the classic NFL news dump here at some point on a Friday. Unless you think New England and that defense can honestly mask the deficiencies on offense, Sanu is another huge loss for the New England Patriots here, Dane, especially this week against a offensive uh, team like the Cowboys who can they can put up some points rather easily. 